Hi everyone, it's Leanne the Barefoot Medium here and we are on Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming and growing in all things love, soul and spirit. A very big welcome to all of our listeners today and a special welcome to the members of the Barefoot Tribe. If you're new to the show, I'm an international medium, channel, twin flame, soulmate, love and relationship coach, as well as an author. I'm originally from Brisbane, Australia, and currently living in Colombia, South America. I am absolutely passionate about providing access to practical knowledge and guidance, as well as tools and techniques you can use in your everyday lives to embrace what you love and what brings you into connection with your joy so you can be more of your authentic self. Feel free to take off your shoes, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode where I am joined by Nola Forte, a psychotherapist and relationship coach for single men and women who focuses on helping people to do the internal work needed to understand why past relationships don't work out to move on from them and the external circumstances in order to improve their overall well-being, to have the life they love, single or not. I love that. Not only is Nola here on Barefoot Radio today to share her story, we will also be discussing and sharing strategies for setting healthy boundaries in relationships as well as how spiritual guidance and love connect with each other or the impact they have so welcome nola can you can you introduce yourself to listeners and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do thank you so much for having me um so as you said i'm a licensed psychotherapist as well as a breakup and relationship coach and i chose to get into this field specifically because as a therapist and as a mental health professional we're always looking to see how can we make the most positive impact in our patients' lives? How can we encourage people to be the best that they can be and really enjoy their lives and heal? And I found that after I myself went through a very difficult breakup, it really allowed me to address things and overcome things in ways that I never had before. And certainly pushing somebody else to make positive change can be very difficult. And sometimes it's very difficult to find motivation. However, in love, we actually are at a very unique place because Our partners can show us a positive mirror of what we want going through a breakup that can tell us the things that we're missing in our lives. And we're actually very motivated to go after it and go get them in ways that sometimes we are not. um, If we're, you know, when we're not um, looking at things in terms of a relationship. So I found that working specifically with love was just a much more powerful tool to not only help people overcome some of their inner demons and to have a life that they want, but also just provided so much value in a way that the traditional therapy room um, just wasn't, just did not provide. And I really love how you talk about, you know, coming through a breakup and being able to take that opportunity to look at what was working for you and what wasn't. And looking at our relationships and our connections as a mirror, because all relationships do often mirror what's within us that needs to be healed or looked at or transformed or shifted in order for us to become more of our authentic and true selves. So talk to me a little bit more about how you see that mirroring play out with some of your clients or the people that you come across. 
So this plays out in a lot of different ways. But so one of the reasons why we're attracted to a person can be because they have qualities that we want in ourselves, or they allow us to play a certain role. You know, I've had relationships where we traveled a lot together and they were very free spirited, whereas I was, you know, a little I don't want to say rigid, but I was much more focused on my career and I was in much more of a steady routine. And so when we broke up, you know, I felt like I had lost this awesome part of myself, but in reality, they were just showing me what I needed to get for myself to feel whole and complete. And I think a lot of us kind of end up getting steered wrong because we think that we need that person to provide that for us. But in reality, they're just showing us what's possible and what we can do. And I think that sometimes we also you know, we feel best when we're helping other people or we feel best when we're, um, you know, when we're playing a certain role. And sometimes, you know, for better or for worse, when we meet somebody, they can allow us to fulfill that. And so it can be very difficult to get out of that relationship. Um, and they can certainly wreak a lot of havoc. But the beauty of that is, you know, we often go through our lives playing these different roles. But once you're in a relationship, romantic one, that becomes your primary relationship. And all those things are mirrored and manifested through that. And so what I see people having a really hard time with when they get through a breakup is seeing how that um, is seeing kind of how that's ended up affecting them. But the beauty in that is we actually get to stop and say, okay, you know, wait a sec, is this, let me question this, because it's something that we just don't question because it feels normal, it feels natural. You know, there's always a rainbow after the storm, and that's really the beauty of working with relationships. And I, I love how you talk about, you know, when you're in a relationship, it can be about that person showing you a part of yourself that already exists and just gives you the opportunity to bring that out because, you know, we're all in this life to connect and and interact with different people, whatever our relationship or connection with them is. And some people will bring out the intellectual side. Others will bring out that adventurous, playful side, you know, and, and or the sensual, sassy, sexy nature that you might have. But I think when we go through a relationship breakup, like you said, a lot of people do look at what's missing or what's wrong and what they don't have, rather than taking a moment to pause and go, okay, what did that connection or that relationship bring into my life? What was the gift in it? So how do you help clients with the breakup coaching? Like you said, what do they come to you with? What's the most common problems that they're having moving through? A lot of people come to me because they feel very stuck on the not knowing how to move past being without this person. And a lot of times the people that I work with have given a lot to their partners. They've given so selflessly and they've just given and given and given, and they feel like they've lost a part of themselves when that relationship ends. So the way I, so the way that I try to approach it is sort of the inside and the outside. So we have to do the internal work, and I try to help them to make peace, to grieve the relationship. And I think that the worst thing that can happen is after going through a bad breakup is to feel like there's nothing that you can do, that this was just the best relationship you're going to have, even though things weren't working. And that can give you a really, really bleak view of the future. And keeping in that mindset can really just keep you down, keep you stuck, and keep you stuck in a relationship that you know you that was not working. Yeah. I think that's really the worst thing that can happen. So I try to help them to understand what was it that they can do to change that? How did, their, how did they use their power 
and that relationship to make things go a certain way? You know, what were the patterns and beliefs that led them to be in this relationship that they weren't happy with? And what are we going to take from that? And then on the clinical side of things, I help them, I help walk them through the grieving process. Um, I help them to get closure. I do a lot of journaling exercises. Um, I help them to just really express themselves because what I also find is that when you're in a relationship with somebody and you love them and you care about them, you know, sometimes things are just aren't, things just don't work out and they're not the person that you wanted them to be or things change down the line. And it's not always because something was, you know, nefarious, um, but the fact is that sometimes that is just how it works out. And so I try to help them to, um, to, to grieve and to get closure and to, um, oh, so what I was saying was that sometimes we don't want to believe that this, they're not the person that we thought that they were. And so I help them to, um, to sort of consolidate that image, because I think that what I see happening a lot is we say, well, you know, they were so good to me and this, they were, they, I felt so awesome with them. How could it be possible that they turned out to be this different person? And so sometimes we end up holding on to this image that we had of them before, mm-hmm. or the person that we want them to be. And that stops us from getting clarity. And as long as we're so that we can't deal with the real issues and then we can't, you know, when we're stuck thinking about something and you can't move on from something. It's usually because things aren't adding up. They're not making sense. And so we don't know what to do with it. And if we don't know what to do with it and we can't protect ourselves from heartbreak again, that's how you end up getting stuck in a really bad breakup. So um, going through the grieving process and just laying their feelings out and really getting connected with them is such an important tool in healing. Mm. And that and will allow you. I want to talk a little bit more about that because in my work as a medium, like I said to you earlier, my background is also psychology educationally. So from that clinical psychotherapy perspective and the psychological perspective, we do learn about the stages of grief and and how they work and the normal or so-called normal processes or behaviours that people go through when they're grieving. And I think as a medium, I understand I work with people who've passed over and that's a grieving. But I think what people forget is when we break up or or move out of a relationship, it's also a loss. And so it's about grieving. So I love how you talk about that and bring the stages of grieving and that process into it because it is so important that we do take the time and the space after a relationship ends to really allow ourselves to move through that grieving process. And it's different for every person. It takes as long as it takes for each individual and we can go back and forwards through the different stages. So I really love how you talk about that with your clients and I think it's key for not moving into another relationship definitely the same patterns and the same behaviors and the same things going on but I also want to pick up on a little bit of what you said about not you know the vision of the relationship because it's about grieving that not just the person Mm -hmm, definitely and what they meant to you because you know sometimes you know, we always see our partners in a much more positive light than anybody else. And that's just what love does. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so even though, and I think that's another thing that's very hard for my clients, because if they've had, you know, especially the ones who have been through a very rough breakup, and the person um, ended up not treating them well, 
And they have an image of them as being their primary support system. The person knows everything to them. And so the people around them didn't see it that way. And so I think that sometimes they can feel like they're not allowed to grieve because other people say, well, you know, like he was actually a jerk or, you know, she was just using you or whatever. But it doesn't matter because it's about what that person meant to them. Because ultimately, you know, breakups are such an intensely personal process, you know, and we would never tell somebody who's grieving a death that you can't grieve this way or you can't think this way about that person or this person didn't mean this to you. We would never say that. And so we have to treat, you know, we have to treat ourselves kindly and we have to really understand this is a loss. I mean, your primary relationship it will dictate, you know, where you live, you know, what your future plans are or what you eat for dinner every night. I mean, all of that is tied to the relationship. And so you absolutely have to grieve. And grieving is also a process of letting go and understanding how to live without the thing that you lost. Mm -hmm. And getting out of a breakup, you know, on the external side of things is now how do we live our lives in a way that's satisfying to us without that person. And part of that is understanding what did they give to us? And also, what do we now know that we don't want? Exactly. And I think that's where that clarity comes in with what is your vision and that next part of our conversation, what's your vision for love and, and what is it that you're wanting to feel and experience within a relationship or a connection? And it's within you. It's not within an external person or or thing. And I think that's really important to remember. But what I want to bring in, if I can, is we were going to talk about boundaries. How Mm -hmm. do we bring boundaries in? And, you know, what's coming to mind is around breaking up with a partner. How do boundaries in relationships and love work? So I think that, you know, fundamentally, you know, a boundary is the limit that we put sort of like, I can refer to it as like our bubble. You know, what do we want to allow into our bubble? And what do we want to allow that to actually come close to us? And boundaries are so, so, so important because they give us control. They give us a sense of, I can keep things that I don't want out. So that way I can be free to allow the good things that I want in. And I think that a lot of times we, I mean, we're not given a manual on how to do relationships. And so I think we, you know, in the beginning, it can feel really good and safe to kind of throw ourselves into the other person And sometimes we feel like we're not supposed to say no, or we're not, you know, we're supposed to give everything. And that is, but it's always good to have a boundary. And a boundary comes from knowing what's important to you. It's important. It's good to know. You have to know what you are willing to tolerate and what you're not. Because I think that, you know, we, a lot of times we, you know, our beliefs and patterns will always color our relationships, romantic or not. And so if we feel like I'm always supposed to be there, you know, I'm always supposed to be a good listener you can inadvertently end up attracting somebody who just maybe wants to complain all the time and you won't be able to set a boundary even if that doesn't feel good to you. So there's a couple different ways to set boundaries. A very simple way to start is to, I always try to start by focusing on values because if you have integrity and you know what your values are, that will never lead you wrong. And because if you don't know where that line is, you're never going to know when it's been crossed. So, um, you know, I hear a lot of times women will say like, oh, I want a guy who's uh very rich and you know he has a nice house and he has this and that and he's very successful there's absolutely nothing wrong with those things but we have to really step back and think about what that person's values are because if he values you know being a megalomaniac and like stepping over whoever it is that he possibly can then those values are probably not going to be in line with yours and so knowing what you value and being able to then pick up on you know what would a person who values honesty 
do? What would a person who values integrity do? And that's going to be a much better guide as to what you can allow in and out. And so I think that sometimes I call it like a relationship resume, like, oh, do you have make this amount of money? Do you look this good? Do you have this or that? But like, that's not really, you know, and I see people kind of always looking for those things because it's going to give them status or it's like what they think they're supposed to have. But it really comes down to values because if your values are not compatible, then the relationship simply will not work. You're going to end up, your yeses are going to, your no's are going to end up being yeses when you don't want them to be. And you can very easily get up, end up getting lost. And knowing what those values are sometimes, you know, it can take time. And the beauty of working with a breakup is, you know, it's just as valuable to know what you don't want as much as what you do want. And so when you see those things playing out, you can say, wait a sec, you know, what was important to this person? You know, did they, you know, did they, you know, maybe a lot of their friends to come hang out with me? And then did they end up doing the same thing to me? So maybe they don't value honesty as much as I do. And how can I then, you know, get more honesty into my life? And how will I know? what those behaviors look like. And so just saying, you know, just recognizing that and knowing when, when to walk away is such an incredibly powerful thing because, you know, you can't change anybody. Love is about accepting that person for who they are. And so um, rather than trying to push somebody to tell the truth or whatever, you know, it's really about, does this person value this enough to want to pursue this on their own? And I love how you talk about uh, values being important around setting boundaries because, like you, I work with clients who who have some troubles and difficulties with saying no or knowing where that line is. And for me, I, I look at a similar process with clients and going, well, what's most important to you? And is it respect, honesty, um, love? And, and some people don't have the same values around that. And it's neither right nor wrong. It's just mm-hmm. that it's not as important to them at that point in their life. It may be later down the track. And what I, what I get my clients to often do is look at, you know, what makes you feel comfortable and what makes you feel uncomfortable and what does, for example, how often do we sit back and really ask ourselves, what does love look like, sound like and feel like for me? Definitely. And that's another thing I really focus with my clients on because, you know, I say body never lies. And if you've been with somebody who maybe, you know, your soul, you've been out of a crazy relationship and you're still kind of trying to get your bearings, you know, we don't always know what we want. But if something doesn't feel good, that's always going to be an indication right away that something is off. Every person I've ever worked with, I mean, myself, my friends, my clients, my patients, always pinpoint when things did not feel right. But we kind of tend to rely on these should so much that we end up ignoring our values, we end up ignoring our feelings. And so, you know, if you feel, so like for me, if someone's trying to get me to do something that I don't want to do, I feel a little like squirmy, I feel uncomfortable. Sometimes I kind of feel like they're like, kind of like they're pulling on a rope. And so even if I don't know what's going on, or even if I'm not sure if this is, you know, even if I haven't had time to analyze the situation, I know right away, okay, I have this weird feeling. I need to stop and figure out what's going on before I do anything else. Yeah. And that's also how you set a boundary because that way you don't have to wait for the other person to, you know, you don't have to wait for things to get bad before you already have a pretty good indication of what you need to do. And it's just these shoulds that really just kill us. Yeah. And, you know, we really, you know, we have to, this is all comes back to using our power. And I think where we get sometimes a little lost with those boundaries is, is taking the time to pause and recognize that feeling that comes in 
rather than jumping into that, oh, no, is this right? Is this, you know, that overthinking mode that some people go into or analysing? One of the things that that I often use with clients around boundaries is uh, a red light, yellow light and a green light. And red meaning meaning stop, Mm -hmm. this is is a no. This is just a downright no, you know. It doesn't feel right for me and you know it instantly. It's the yellow lights that sometimes people have difficulty understanding because they're not taking that moment to pause and, and say, okay, I've got a feeling here. Just breathe, step back, take a moment and you know, look at what your values are, whether this is, you know, like people talk about deal breakers or not deal breakers, aligned or not aligned for you, and then make a decision and a choice moving forward around if this makes me feel uncomfortable, then stepping through my own boundary is also a choice. You Mm -hmm. know, people don't often take that moment to pause and recognize that feeling. Do you, do you get that quite a lot? Oh, absolutely. And so a lot of times what I notice actually is when people come to me and say, I've met my soulmate, um, they're, you know, when we first meet somebody, you know, we get that rush and it feels awesome and we're super connected. We're super on the same page. And so unfortunately, sometimes I see people, chasing this feeling so much that they sort of disregard the other ones. And it's sort of like, you know, they say like, it feels so right. How could it be wrong? Um, But the thing is, you know, there is no absolutes and you can still have a good connection with somebody who's maybe not good for you. And I think that sometimes we, um, we kind of looking for a green light or a red light. We're trying to, you know, and we don't rather like all in or all out, but that's not, but that's where I see people actually end up really going wrong. Mm. And I think that because we feel this intense connection, we don't want to question it. Mm. And I think that's how a lot of times I see people really getting stuck because they don't know what to do with this now. They know things haven't been working out, but they're not really sure what that means. And I love that. And, you know, I thank you for sharing your knowledge and your insights around boundaries. Now, one of the other topics that you and I were going to discuss and talk about was I saw a video on your website about soulmates and attracting them and people going to psychics or mediums for advice and and information. And as a medium and a psychic, one of the most common questions I get is, when will I meet my soulmate? I have the opinion that I cannot predict the future for anyone and no psychic or no medium can. And if they're telling you that they can, then... I would sit back and question that and really ask yourself what you're doing. And that's why I wanted to have a conversation with you about it because I I agree that it's also really dangerous to put yourself in that position because as a psychic medium, I can say to you, you'll meet someone in two weeks' time or a month's time. I'm not going to tell you whether that's going to be a healthy relationship or not because you take the actions And you have the patterns and the emotions and you're human beings. So I just wanted to explore a little bit in the time we've got left, your thoughts around using psychics, mediums, et cetera, for exploring connections around love. So I don't think that psychics are inherently bad. And that wasn't, and then that video, you know, I did say, I do think that inspiration 
and insight can come from all different places. But I also believe that universe meets you at the point of action. And so in order to grow spiritually, we need to rely on our own power. And we need to examine, you know, what am I bringing to the table, as you said, because just because you meet somebody where you feel that intense connection to them, it doesn't necessarily mean that um, this is going to be a fruitful relationship or even a healthy one. Yeah, and I so, so agree with you on that because, you know, we, we create our own reality and, and, you know, I know that you weren't putting psychics or mediums down or anything like that. I just loved how you expressed, you know, relying on them to tell you about connections can be really damaging. It's all about if you go, for me, if you go to a reading with a psychic or a medium, they can tell you what's possible in the moment and you it's up to you to then take actions and look within at what's going on with you. So I, I really loved what you said about that. And I really appreciate that you... Um, that you also take the view that you can't tell anybody whether or not this is going to work. And I think that that's ultimately the reason why so many people look for, seek this kind of guidance out because falling in love can be very scary. You know, you have to be vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there. You're trusting this person with your future. And I think that sometimes we just want to know, like, yes, it's okay to throw ourselves into this relationship, but that's really where values and boundaries and trusting ourselves, knowing our personal patterns, knowing the roles that we play, knowing the beliefs that we have about relationships come in because those are the things that are really going to guide us. And, you know, if we believe that, you know, there, you know, if we're looking at love as a spiritual thing, I think that, you know, we have to own our own power because owning our own power and pushing ourselves forward and, you know, creating, you know, and really making, allowing ourselves to create the love that we want. I mean, I think that's really where that spiritual growth comes in. I don't think that anybody can say, yes, this person is your soulmate. No, this person is not your soulmate. And I think that when we feel that soulmate connection with somebody, we're so scared to question it because we think that this is, you know, it's so intense that how can we ever match this? Mm -hmm. And I think that we do also have the choice of who we choose to call our soulmate. We don't have to stay with one person if it's not working. It's okay to question that. And in fact, in order to grow spiritually, we need to do that. And, and I think there's a perception that there is only one type of soulmate. And we have many soulmates in our lifetime. And some of those can be close friendships or family members, as well as a romantic partner. And Every connection or person that comes into your, your world is there to teach you how to come into more love for self, regardless Definitely. of what's going on. And for me, like I said, as a psychic medium, I can let you know when someone is about to step into your world when you might meet a soulmate. For me, in a reading, I would then step into teaching or empowering and giving people the strategies they need for creating the right environment emotionally, patterns-wise, to move forward and have a healthy relationship and connection with that person. You know, from, from my perspective, if you're going to a psychic or a medium for that advice, make sure you get some strategies to go along with it. Definitely. And I think that's really where, I mean, we have to, we all have power. We all have to use it. And I think that where I see a lot of people going wrong is we are, we don't know what to do with our power. And so I really help people to understand, you know, what do you want to use your power for? You know, what do you want your romantic life to look like? What is important to you? What doesn't feel good to you? 
and stop with the scarcity mindset so they can be open to accepting everything else. And as you said, you know, there are a lot of people that come in and out of your life and they teach you different things. And so just because you had an intense with some connection with somebody before, doesn't mean you have to stay with them if it's not working out, but it is important to learn from that. And as you know, and as we learn from our previous relationships, that as it's our primary relationship, that's a mirror to the things that we want. That's how we can really move forward and step into our higher self and have the love and the life and the relationships that we want, because it is such a powerful mirror, but we have to own our power first. And I love that. And I'm going to, wrap things up on that note because you know it is our relationships are a powerful mirror and allow us to step into our authentic selves our true selves and and give us the power to create the love life that we want and I really love that can you share with listeners where they can connect with you if they want to find out a little bit more about what you do Absolutely. So you can stop at my website. It's nolaleforte.com. So it's N-O-L-A-L-E-F-O-R-T-E.com. Um, you're welcome to shoot me an email if you have any questions, comments, anything. It's N-O-L-A, so nola at nolaleforte.com, N-O-L-A-L-E-F-O-R-T-E.com. And on my website, you can find access to my Facebook group, The Thriving Solo Society. You can access to my blog, my YouTube channel, And um, I'd love to hear from you. And as I said, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to use me as a resource. Awesome. Thank you so much for an amazing conversation and for sharing your knowledge and wisdom about boundaries and, you know, spiritual guidance and love. For those of you who are interested in connecting with me further through readings, intuitive love relationship coaching, or to reserve a space in my Keys to the Heart, love retreat from the 10th to the 21st of September here in Colombia, where you will learn to open your heart to loving and joyful relationship, connect with the love, romance and passion you desire and want to experience in your life, as well as learn to embrace and come into union with your twin flame or romantic soulmate, as well as experience more love, confidence, romance, intimacy and sensuality in your life. Come and join us in what the Indigenous people call the heart of the world. You will find further details on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. Shoes are optional. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Leanne the Barefoot Medium, and also connect with me through Instagram. Thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of Barefoot Radio. It has been a pleasure to guide and support you in connecting, transforming and growing in all things love, soul and spirit. I wish you a magical, loving and joyful week wherever you are, whoever you are with and wherever you are at in your journey. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode.